for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Uh, dun, 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 dun. What's up, everybody? It's Tuesday, August 6, 2013. This is episode 93 of Attack of the Androids. Every week, Tuesday nights, attackoftheandroids.com. That's our site. Joining me this evening, I'm Matt Lee. This is Eric Finkenbeiner on Skype. What's up, Eric? Hello. Good morning or evening. <laughs> good morning, Whatever. good afternoon, and good night. Uh, also joining us, we got Richard Hay. What's going on, Richard? Doing well, thanks. Excellent. Had to notice a couple of great articles uh, of yours up on the A New Domain. We were talking about pre-show. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, the protest in Frisco. What was that called again? Yeah, it was, uh, they were, there was like a Restore the Fourth. That was, was it. Yeah, yeah. The Fourth Amendment and so on. Right, right. right. Really good coverage uh, of that. I went to DEF CON. Pretty exciting. Uh, got back a couple nights ago. Saw a picture of Will Smith there, <laughs> which was uh, weird. I posted that on the on my Twitter account. It was retweeted from someone else that was there. Uh, Kevin Mitnick was there. You could not get into the room for the social engineering talk because he was there. So that was uh, the best talk I didn't get to catch. I but- see that one of your DEF CON friends left a comment on our... Uh, episode 92. <laughs> you would think about that. It appears that way. Since we use Hangouts on Air on YouTube uh, and Google+, Plus, you can leave comments on, on each video page. So on last episode, number 92, Courtney Sprouse, she says S- weird star things. And actually, here, I'll, I'll, I will show you guys <laughs> what this looks like because it's, it's kind of an interesting mess. Okay. I hacked my teacher, Facebook, with this tool from here www.hackfbfree.com please give me a 10 smiley face so i don't probably don't go there i <laughs> i don't know well i mean thanks thanks for listening courtney yeah you we know appreciate we, we appreciate all of our <laughs> listeners the ones that spam as much as the even ones the robots who don't and the robots right still well, it's an them. android show still so i mean them. i guess we're targeting that that audience, right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, uh-huh. I will say the Android beanie. My friend was like, "You got to bring your Android beanies," and I'm like, "You know, they're snow uh, accessories for when it's cold, not 106 degrees." But I'll tell you, <laughs> people love the Android beanie. I was the only one there that had one, which was cool. So, uh, Julie Murray, props for for the Android beanies. Um, and yeah, most of the, most of the DEF CON stuff I, I saw, we'll probably talk about on Yats cause it's not really, I didn't have uh, a chance to catch any of the Android stuff, which is weird, but it happens. Uh, we saw Daniel Zolnikoff, one of the youngest, uh, Montana state reps, him and, uh, Eric Fulton down there giving a talk on digital privacy. So that was kind of cool. Uh, it was weird being in, in the, uh, Penn and Teller room there and hearing Montana at this talk uh, at DEFCON. It was kind of a, a weird thing. Like, he just said Montana. That's, that's crazy. So, uh, an article that did come out uh, after 
DEFCON on, uh, on the register here talking about, you know, how Google has the, uh, what, what's it called, one-click login or something, so you can log in to all your stuff uh, with your apps and everything. Uh, apparently, <laughs> there's a, the mechanism is called web login, and what this says here, it says it allows users to use their Google account credentials for authentication on third-party apps without sharing username and password itself. Uh, it's a token generated to represent the user's login details. So uh, Tripwire's Craig Young, he demonstrates this. He's, he claimed that the unique token used by Google's web login system can be harvested by a rogue app and then used to access all of the services. Hacking all the things. Uh, to demonstrate the flaw at DEF CON 21, uh, he created an Android app that asks for access to the user's Google account to display stocks from Google Finance. Assuming the user grants permission, uh, the app, it issues a token to access the requested data. The rogue app then sends that token back to the hacker who can paste it into a web session and access all of the user's Google services. This is unrestricted access to Gmail, Drive, Calendar, all of them, uh, even though the permission was only given for an Android app to access Google Finance. So I'm sure this is fixed by now, but interesting, uh, reminiscent of Fire Sheep. You remember that, Eric? Yeah, that's the one that um, would grab uh, credentials when they're going over HTTP, right? Right. It, yeah, it was before Facebook, Twitter uh, started HTTPS. So basically your cookie was in the clear being sent and you could intercept that and bam, you could act as that individual. So that, this is almost exactly like that, except instead of a browser plugin, FireSheep, you're using um, a malicious app, basically. Well, and it doesn't. It doesn't sound like from reading this article, reading the PC uh, PC World article, it doesn't sound like this has been fixed. Um, what has been done, though, is that uh, the researcher had an app in the Google Play Store that would, um, I think, it would look for this. It would it would look for this uh, token and try to grab it. Um, not not in a malicious way, but in sort of like a proof of concept way. Right. And, it was labeled as security, yeah. and it says Google's automated scanning may not have noticed the app's behavior, uh, but it was removed from the Play Store following a complaint, despite being clearly marked as a security test. And now it seems that so Bouncer wasn't catching it, and the right. local it scanning took, wasn't catching it. It took a but human, now right? A human to actually be like, "Yo, this is." malicious or whatever yeah so it's it sounds like it sounds like the the method is being blocked um by you know by the latest versions of android right uh, as well as by bouncer on the store but um i mean if you're if, if you're sideloading and you're using an older version of the operating system it doesn't sound like the ex the you know the cause of the exploit has been fixed right and uh yeah i was gonna say we left uh the howie uh on Airplane mode, and I didn't even bring the Droid X just because they're older, you know, versions of Android, just in case. You're talking I would have pulled the death. battery on the Huawei. I would, yeah, right. <laughs> and never put it back in. What's that, Richard? You mean going to DevCon? Right, right, yeah. Gotta, gotta keep your stuffs on lock. Well, I think, I think permanently would have been fine too. Yeah, you know, at either, least on the Huawei. E either way, either way. Uh, and they say here, uh, to finish this up, the flaw is typical of what happens when simplicity overtakes security in developers' order of priorities. 
It's unlikely that anyone but the most dedicated spearfisher would take advantage of a flaw like this, but its exposure reminds us to be aware of the permissions we grant uh, and keeps Google fixing flaws which shouldn't exist in the first place. And what I was going to say, like, if you're targeting an individual, you really only need that app to be in the store for a very short period of time. And chances are, if you're targeting properly, you will be able to get that user to get the app before Bouncer or somebody else flags it as uh, inappropriate. But, you know, who knows? So... Uh, did you guys... Let's talk about the Moto X. That came out. They had the announcement. I kind of... I'm kind of down with this. I don't know. Like, I haven't touched one or messed with one yet, but the more I read about it, the more I'm kind of down with this. Going from a Galaxy Nexus, uh, I have my upgrade, like I mentioned, uh, in September. So, I don't know. On Verizon, this this might be the device. You got any thoughts on the, the Moto X, Richard? Uh, yeah, no, I'm excited about it. I uh, I'm- you know, I, I like the way that it, uh, it, it presents and uh, the whole idea of the always-on, the, the low-battery listening mode. I like it. Uh, I mean, I'm sure some people will be freaked out by that, but I'm, I'm not. So, you know, it takes all kinds. I was listening to, uh, I think it was the, just this last weekend's uh, Twit, and I guess Leo had a Moto X there. And every now and then during the show, it kept popping on and being like, what, what do you want? I'm listening. It, it was kind of funny to, to hear that. I'm, I'm sure that like, there's probably going to be a little bit of tweaking going on before sure, they kind of sure. get it totally, you know, rock solid. Right. But, uh, but no, it, I mean, it looks promising as an idea. Just talk to your phone and then have it talk to you back a lot like the, you know, Star Trek computer type thing and computer, just tell me what I want to know. And then it comes back and asks and, and talks to you. Right? The next iteration of Google now or uh, an expansion on what Google now uh, does. Actually, I was a little surprised they used OK Google now as the, as the keyword. Because, uh, I mean, what, like, OK Google is too short. You know, I mean, it, 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 was it like you have a meeting and you're like, let's see how many different words we can get people to string together in a row <laughs> right, to right. say, you know, Tell me what I want to know. Because in, in just straight up Google now, all you have to say is Google. So it's, I wonder if maybe that command is safe for something else or like why you would want to keep it uniform, you would think. Like why are, why are you changing it? You have OK Glass and now you have OK Google Now? What, what is it? <laughs> yeah. OK Glass does seem more succinct. Right. Oh, and I saw three people wearing Google Glass at DEF CON. And every time I saw one, I forget because I wanted to be like, okay, Glass, take a picture! As I was, but I always forgot because it was only it was very sporadic. <laughs> uh, let's see, 720 RGB AMOLED. They say uh, on geek.com, their review of it says it looks great as long as you're okay uh, a warmer than average color temperature. Which, that's something I really like about CyanogenMod. On the Galaxy Nexus, the stock color temperature and uh, our profile is... I don't like it. I don't know. I've been using the CM settings, and it's a darker, more vivid... Uh, I don't, you probably can't see the, the difference on the screen, but it's way different. The grays are more blackish, almost. So, I don't know. You can tweak that stuff after the I fact. I don't know. I mean, I, I look at this like an engineering as a game of compromise. Sure. And I, right. I'm not, I'm not, I have no problem... With, I mean, me personally, with them trading some screen screen resolution that I wouldn't notice on that small of a of a form factor, right? Uh, for battery life, 
Exactly. And that's why, I mean, 1080 is perfect for these tablets that have larger batteries. But I, you really, I mean, I can't make the justification if I'm trading battery life. You know, like if it's that or if it's battery life or screen, it's got to be battery life every time. And I really notice this a lot, you know, because usually I drive, so I'm always plugged into my car charger. Trying to make it through a day at the conference with this thing is like, I'm glad I had two batteries because otherwise, forget it. Especially Wait, when everyone's does, does on. Does it have a, re, uh, a, a, a swappable battery? I, I didn't notice. The Galaxy it. Nexus does. I don't know. Uh, does the Moto X have one? I don't know. Polycarbonate it allows you to swap the battery out. Uh, pulled away. No, it doesn't look like it. Which is weird, because, I mean, a lot of the other Motorola phones did, but the, what, the Razer Max didn't, or the Razers, those didn't, did they? I no, like, they didn't. I like this. I'm, I'm wondering... Yeah, go ahead, Eric. I'm wondering if there's, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm a little cold on this whole thing, and I'm wondering if that's um, the result of too much hype and expectation too far in advance. Um, but, like, I, lo- I look at the Moto X, and it looks like a nice phone, but it it does not look compelling to me whatsoever um and and i i'm a little bit worried about the strategy here too um i was reading i think all things d had an interview with uh i believe it's rob woodside the ceo of motorola and yeah. um he was asked the question about you know why is this thing running 4.2.2 instead of 4.3 um you know for the version of the operating system and his response was something to the effect of well, you know, our people didn't see 4.3 until the, you know, until it was released, just, you know, just like everybody else. Um, and if that's the case, then that tells me that there's some really, really bad siloing going on in that company when you can't have people from the Android team talking to people on the Moto X team and making sure that they're on the latest version of Android. That well, that, that indicates a problem. It, does t- it tells me that obviously... You know, Google is 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 really really going the extra mile to try and show the other Android partners that we're not advantaging Motorola, right? That, so that may be that may be the case, but I I I don't like that. That didn't send a good message to me as a consumer, um, and I I don't like they they're still the Nexus program. I I guess I see your point, but if if that statement is true, and if it's not just pandering to the other device manufacturers then i do see that as a problem as a, as an organizational problem a fair point sure but uh, the other the other thing i'm you know I, I look at it and i say okay we we were able to hit a really good price point with the nexus 4 299 349 that that's perfect we yeah, still don't know what the what unlocked price point is on, on the play store Sorry, Richard, what was that? I'm interested to see what they're going to sell this thing for on the Play Store. Me too, but but the whole point that the whole fact that it's like 199 on contract makes me a little nervous that it's going to be, you know, it in in my mind it would be a step back, especially given the fact that the specs really do, you know, fall more in the mid-range, you know, it may it may be closer to like the upper mid-range, but it's still a mid-range phone. So if they sell it at the same price point as an S4 or an HTC One, um, then uh, it's a it's a step back from a consumer standpoint, and 
um, I if it were me, I would just wait to see what they do with the Nexus Five. Is do you th- is that fair though, Eric? Do you think like is they're saying mid range phone based on just numbers, right? Hardware specs. What we don't know yet is how those chips are going to interact with the special stuff that they've put in there to give it that real time. You know, this may blow away the S4 in terms of responsiveness. You know, it may, but the but they. I I don't think, and this is coming from somebody who likes Android. Right. (laughs) We haven't, I don't think that they've proven, they being the device manufacturers and Google, that um, they can do what Apple seems to do, which is squeeze a lot of performance out of lower specs. When when we add more RAM and more processing power to these phones, sure, they get get nice, fast, and smooth, but it's it's because we're overloading them with power. So if you're going to sell me a mid-range phone and say that it's going to outperform a high-range phone and you haven't proven that, I'm not going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Well, and that's what I'm saying. It will see once it comes out. And if that is the case, that this may very well be my next phone. Uh, well, also, hold on. I, I want to say I, I read a story that Samsung was caught, like, you know, trying to rig the the metrics or something on the S4. The benchmarks. Yeah, that they had like a they had like a thing where if they spotted the benchmark running, they would actually run the processor at a faster uh, rate than than normal. Right? I'm sure that happens all the I time. I think I heard though, that too. Right. And uh, in the chat here, Epic Beat 406, 406 <laughs> he says, uh, confirmed the Samsung Galaxy S4 does not float. I feel this is a manufacturing <laughs> defect. Good to know. I'm That's guessing great. toilet, not pool. Just, just a shot in the dark there, bud. I'm a little, I'm a little nervous. Um, there were a couple of stories that just came out today about um, like the return policy for the Galaxy S4 Active. Stating that uh, I, I forget who I think it was I think it was the manufacturer, but it could have been the carrier um, saying that they'll allow one return for water damage. The phone's supposed to be like water resistant, so if if they're already making a policy about what to do when that fails, that's no bueno. That, that doesn't that doesn't sound very good to me. No, that's not ever promising, unless you know. People are getting drunk and jumping into their swimming pools. I, that could be because I'm I'm sure that's what it is. <laughs> yep, yep, that that happens a lot. That's that's got to be it. So since we're talking about new devices, um, Richard, you said that you have one of the new Nexus Sevens. What what do you what do you think yeah, about it? Is it, is it nice? Did you like it better than the old one? Uh, I do like it. Uh, it's uh, I got the 32 gig. Uh, just the Wi-Fi one. They're not selling the LTE one yet, right? Um, but uh, so, I mean, the only way you can use it right now is at your <laughs> house or off of like a Verizon MiFi or something like this, right? Um, but uh, no, I, I really do. Uh, I, I, I immediately, like, for example, I started uh, getting some more, uh, like in the past, I really shied away from like paying extra money for the HD version of things. Uh, on on the Google Play Store, but then like you know the when I and maybe it doesn't I don't know maybe it doesn't make that much difference, but like when I bought Big Bang Theory the other day with some of my birthday money, I I bought the HD version. Happy birthday, by the way, well, Richard Hay. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> no, no, and that's and that's and that's, it. It really is crisp. I mean, you can really see. I mean, I know that you love to talk about your uh, your Nexus Ten. This has a beat, doesn't it? 
Uh, you know, I, by a I few would say PPI, it's probably I think. a similar experience in terms of like the screen quality. Well, I'm saying in just raw numbers, the PPI well, on the seven is a bit cost. higher, isn't it? It's a little higher. Well, and also just the fact that the cost is like less. Right? Well, yeah, yeah. So you pay less money. I mean, so if you're just thinking about like you know, bang for your buck, it's it's really good, right? Yeah. Now, Richard, uh, did you have one of the old Nexus sevens? I did have an old Nexus 7. So I, I had a, a, a Nexus 7 before. I still have it, actually. Um, and uh, and it's, it's thicker, and it's, um, it doesn't have as high res screen. You really do see the screen difference. The screen difference is, is dramatic, uh, for me, anyway. Um, and, and, it, and, you know, it was, you know the, the definitely strikes me as, uh, as, as more responsive, faster, uh, apparently, they did some things where it, it does uh, it, it cleans up the the memory a lot better with, but that's really more Android four point three that right. does that. So definitely now, do you, smoother. Do you see I'd, it as oh, go ahead. Or. No, do you see this as a as like a a must have upgrade if you have a current Nexus seven, or is it more of if you never jumped on the seven inch uh, tablet bandwagon, this is the perfect place to start. Well, you know, if, yeah, you know, I, uh, I, I would say if you already yeah. have a Nexus 7 or like a Kindle Fire, like the nicer Kindle Fire, mm-hmm. uh, the Kindle Fire HD or whatever, I would say it's a nice to have, but not a must have. Um, that extra gig of RAM is definitely Yeah, I will say this, helpful. if you don't have a tablet yet, this is an awesome tablet to buy. I've heard people saying, like, this is beating the iPad mini, like, spanking it pretty good. Well, this I is mean, the I saw some articles this week saying that the Android tablet market share and the Apple tablet market share had flip-flopped from, like, I don't know, what, what was it, like, 70 years, 70% to 30% in one year, right? Like, last year it was Apple 70% and Android 30%. Right, and now it's... Yeah, now it's, it's, it's flipped over, right, so... I don't know what the numbers really are. Sure. But uh, it appears that the cheaper Android tablets are, are, are putting pressure on Apple, even though they invented the iPad, right? I mean, they destroyed the netbook with that. Honestly, I saw more netbooks than tablets at DEF CON. So I don't know. I get that like netbooks are the ultimate hack device because you, you have the nice Aetherios chipset in, in a lot of them, which will do uh, art poisoning and, and stuff like that. But you also have backtrack and stuff that you can't necessarily run on on a tablet unless you get the pony pad. <laughs> but, you know, that's quite a bit of money, definitely. Well, for hackers, I can definitely see. Yeah, it, and that's a totally different... I just I have that on my mind because I just was there and I saw no, it. No, sure, of course. It's I did see a lot, of, a lot of iPhones, but Android tablets. Not very many iPads, which was interesting. And then a ton of netbooks. <laughs> sure. So uh, did you see any um, any of like the little charging stations where people plug in their phones and they get hacked? Uh, I saw a bunch of charging stations where people plug in their phones. <laughs> I don't know who was getting hacked mm. or what, but the wall of sheep was bumping for sure. <laughs> uh, let's talk. You know, this also has that clear pixel camera, which, again, you know, we'll definitely have to get it in our hands and test it out uh, to see how well it does. But, of course, uh, the, the Geek Review here on Geek.com says uh, it does exactly what it advertises it will do. In low light, uh, the camera easily competes with the HTC One and the Lumia 928. 
uh, when it comes to the sensor being able to actually see in the, the low light. Uh, they say when capturing images, it does a great job demonstrating color accuracy, and the auto HDR function does an acceptable job balancing the light if there's ever an issue with the environment you're trying to take the picture in. Uh, so they say, unfortunately, in our tests with the camera, the truly great shots produced were few and far between. This isn't because the camera isn't capable, but because the software often misses the mark in focusing on the correct thing in the photo. And this kind of, that, that could also be user error. Somebody maybe needs to listen to Point and Shoot, uh, Ant Pruitt's smartphone photographer hangout, uh, just to maybe brush up on their focusing skills. Uh, they say the camera app in Moto X has autofocus on by default, and it really struggles to quickly focus on things that are within a couple feet, uh, typically preferring to focus much further away. Uh, of course, you can tap to focus like uh, all of them do, uh, but it's not enabled on default, by default, I guess. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll definitely have to see and test out ourselves and, and see. Uh, the other thing we should mention is that Motorola has clarified here on Android Police uh, the Moto X bootloader situation. They say it will be unlockable on most carriers uh, and developer editions for AT&T and Verizon. So it almost sounds like I, if I do get one, it might need to be the expensive, stupid developer edition rather than the, the nice subsidized one. But again, the subsidized ones, there'll be a crack for it. You know, it'll get, it'll get rooted and unlocked. Thoughts? <laughs> anyway. yeah, I I I'm done with with all this crap. Okay. I, I've said it before. Fair enough. Screw developer edition. Screw all this stuff. I'm just gonna get. I'll just get it from the Google Play Store. Yeah. The, I I I don't want to have to work so hard just to make my phone the way that I like it. And uh, a big f you to uh, Verizon and AT and T. Yeah, the, that is definitely annoying, right? <laughs> Contract or not? I mean, subsidized or not? Like. Put the option in. Why do you got to be D's about it, you know? Yeah, the, well, the one cool it'll be thing, though. To see, for the Moto X, it'll be interesting to see what kind of software mods Verizon demands for them to put on it, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Will it be a faux, a faux Moto X, like the faux GeneX, or will it be for real? Or Yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, the other thing, what they say about the 32-gig uh, version... Um, the developer editions are unlikely to be available uh, from the Moto Maker website and may not come in a 32 gig version either. So well, I, you're I not going to be able to engrave your custom iHeart ponies or whatever you're going to. Sure. Well, I think on the Play Store, you're probably going to get a more generic, you know, black and white choice, right? So you won't be able to Why? go to Moto Maker and make it whatever. You, you'll lose the customization, but you get a better price point. That's what I don't understand. Like, why? Yeah. Why would that need to be the case? What is? Yeah. What is the point to gain in that move? Like, I, I that I don't understand. You know. Well, now I'm not saying that's the way it's going to be offered. I'm of just course. Saying of course. That sure. there's a possibility they would offer like just a couple of generic options and say, hey, it's it's X Y Z price or whatever. I'm not sure exactly what the pricing is going to be. I have no no knowledge of that. And I, I yeah. love the, the um, on Android Police, the very first comment is just what Eric said, F-U, AT&T, and Verizon. And then the next comment is, I wish I could one trillion upvote this. 
<laughs> Nexus or nothing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so It well, seems odd to me, unless, I mean, I'm sure money's changing hands, but it seems, I don't like the fact that, from what I've read, the Moto Maker will only be for AT&T at the outset. Um, it, I don't know if you guys have heard differently, but that's what I've read. So if that's sure, the I case... Think that they, I think that's what they announced, too. And I think Guy Kawasaki's been saying the same thing. Ugh, that, that, why? As an introductory thing, it, that Motor Maker will be on AT&T for a period of time. Uh, I don't know how long that period will be. and then, But I guess part of it also was... The other carriers were, I guess, not initially willing to basically make the commit to do that starting out. So it wasn't necessarily that Motorola wasn't going to offer it on the other carriers, that the carriers didn't jump on it, but AT&T did, right? Well, so, I, yeah, I guess that, that could be the case. I, you know, it, it's just, it seems very counterintuitive if a lot of the, at least a lot of the hype, you know, for this thing was that, you know, it's going to be so customizable, and you can customize it, and look, my buttons are lime green. Well, that's what we were and saying, then, too, on the show, <laughs> you Eric, have right? Like, we were totally saying that on the show, that when they say fully customizable, they mean you're going to be able to pick the color and engrave your damn name on it. Not like, I want this chipset and this processor and this much RAM and this much storage and none of this bloatware poop. Like, that's, to me, fully customizable, not, ooh, look at the color. Like, who cares? So but if, if that's your shtick, then you know it seems it know. seems like I mean, it would hurt I, you more I in the long run. I think it does run. have more of a cross, you know, gender appeal than say the the pure Verizon Moto Killer Droid, you know, approach. You know, where you basically have a thing where you can have a kiosk in the store and you can go up and you can say, oh, I want the green one or I want the yellow one or I want the. Hmm. I mean that you, people are gonna. That, I think that will resonate with people. I think that people will actually respond to that, and there'll be people who buy it because of that. I think so too, but it it seems like you're shooting yourself in the foot to just have it with AT and T. And if oh, it's if it's the carrier's fault, I, I could I think, understand I think it. What's going to happen is but... if, all these carriers are copycat. Right. <laughs> you know, For once sure. once Timo says, "Oh, hey, whoa, we're gonna do a thing where you know we're doing contract free," then then. You know, then then next thing you know, AT and T has. Oh no, we got a good deal for contact free. And then next thing you know, then you know, Verizon says the same thing. So I think if if this has any kind of uh, effect on increasing AT and T sales in the stores, then it won't be like a month, and you'll see the kiosk in the Verizon store, and you'll see the kiosk in the you know Timo store, and so on. Right. That's, that would be my guess. I think it's poop. Whatever. Uh, yes. Let's let's. I want it to be a 3D printer, and then it prints my phone. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, they're all plastic anyway. You might as well. Why not? Why not? Uh, moving on, let's talk about. I was writing a, an article for Tech Page One about Tech Secure, uh, and I came across this on Android Community that uh, Mod, the secure SMS messaging, they're uh, in active development for it. So, I think he. Uh, it's Kushik Dutta. He's gonna start working this in which now is this going to replace tech secure because i always thought like with tech secure it encrypts it on your device but in order to get over the air or wire encryption you have to be messaging to another tech secure user you do the key exchange and then uh it wraps the the tunnel and you're good if you could do that just having like i have a cm phone that has this program built into it 
Now, instantly, instead of having to get all these people to install another app to get this functionality, it's there. So if Eric has CyanogenMod, I have CyanogenMod, we can just do a key exchange and, and have it be good to go, which seems well, like a lot more people would then use it just because it's built into the system. Well, the other thing I like about this is the idea about, like, you know, like the old days when you'd have, like, UU encode and UU decode for the, uh, the Usenet? Uh, yeah, and yeah. You, and you could basically, you know, you had these limits on each individual post, but you basically could send a bigger message and then have it, like, paste a bunch of them together and then UU decode it, right? Right. That essentially, I, I could definitely see, like, some higher-level software using SMS messaging, which I think has a, a character limit of... 140? Exactly. 140, I believe. It's either 140 or 160. Oh, and real quick, Eric's got to go. So, uh, Eric, thanks for joining us. Yes. Yeah, Eric. Sorry, guys. It was great to be here. I'm sorry we started late. Uh, we'll catch you. Sorry, there's no LTE uh, Nexus 7 yet. Right. <laughs> Damn it. We'll catch you uh, on the Google Plus community and next week on the show. Very good. See you guys next week. All right. Bye, Eric. All right. Oh, do you want him to say his app? What? No. Screw him. He's leaving. <laughs> we'll save it for next week. Okay, whatever. So, yeah, it's just me and you now. Is that cool? What were you saying? <laughs> uh, what was I saying? I was saying something about something. All right. So, yeah, this will be cool, though. Uh, Dutta says uh, Secure SMS is still in active development. Oh, right, right. I was talking about UUN code. Right, sure. so I could definitely see where a higher-level application could basically use crypto and then the 140-character messages and then have it to where it assembles them on the other side. So it would right. be like almost... A cryptid SMS might be like five or six regular SMSs, right? Yeah, that, that's pretty cool. Uh, they, they say there also appears to have been another person brought on to uh, continue development. Dutta said that Moxie Marlinspike has taken over development on this project. And if you're familiar, Moxie is the guy from Whisper Systems uh, who coded TechSecure. That was his app. Uh, and they also do Redphone, which is basically the same idea, only encrypting your, uh, your calls. So that's pretty cool then that we have the guy that did tech secure working on the secure SMS because that they did that really well. So uh, I'm excited for this. Uh, for right. Sure. And obviously, you know, we have every reason to believe that people are, you know, watching in the middle. So especially my well just... now. And I tried to stress that point. I may have stressed it a bit much in the article. So we'll see what gets edited. But yeah. And I said, you know, more times than not, what you're texting, it's, it's disposable. It's completely unimportant in the great scheme of things. But just the fact, the principle of this is a message from me to this other person, not to everybody else. So out of that, I'm not doing anything wrong, but I still want to encrypt it. Because you always hear yeah. that argument, right? Like, if you're not doing anything wrong, why, why do you care? Or like, why does it well, matter? See, it's the principle. I, you know, and I was at this rally. Yeah, you know, you know all about it, yeah. And, and, and they read the Fourth Amendment. It is really clear. You know, if you're going to search for things and you're going to be snooping and you're going to be checking out, you know, people's things, you have to actually have a target. You have to have, like, a warrant. You know, you have a to warrant have some kind would of- be a good, yeah. <laughs> Like, you have, to, how about you have to have some description. You can't. This indiscriminate fishing expedition thing is yeah. not is not okay at all. At yeah, all. Yeah, that's, that's not cool. Just so based on that. that on that principle, we should be encrypting as much of our communications as we can. Right, because right now our government is imply, uh, applying this uh, third party principle. Right. 
where if you, you know, use a, a telephone carrier to send the message, well, then, you know, the message was out of your hands. When it's you sent public. It to There's wife. no expectation to privacy. Like, really? Right. I, I don't need to warrant anything. Really? There was an expectation of privacy way back in the day when they first wrote this. Like, come on. Right. Yeah, seriously. I mean, you know, and then, and then that they protect your, like, snail mail, like, way more yeah, than your email. like, crazy more. That, like, who yeah. sends snail mail anymore? But come My on. mom and drug dealers. <laughs> like, come well, on. And they don't want to update the law. Yeah. They like it nebulous and not stating, okay. don't do that. Right, exactly. That's, that's ridiculous. So, and, and that's like I wrote in the article. I'm glad the majority of us do not understand these complex mathematical crypto you know, algorithms, these ciphers. So it's good that sure. they're open source and that we can have people that do understand combing through the code and making sure that there are no backdoors into the NSA's porch. Well, and, or, but here's you know, the other thing, is, it, is, is, is using cryptography absolutely does make it more annoying for someone that's trying to monitor you. Oh, for sure. Uh, that es- essentially, I mean, like when I was working in different places in the federal government, uh, they had like networks that were not connected to the capital I internet that were all firewalled off and it was all protected. And inside of those places, they demanded that you had to use FTP instead of SCP. Really? That you had to use Telnet instead of uh, SSH. Instead of SSH. Right. Because it was super easy for them to, like, inside see what everyone was doing if everything was in the clear. Yep. As soon as you um, encrypt and, and it, you add that extra right, right. step, and now someone has to take the time to decrypt it, you know? Right. Now, they might be able to decrypt it, and they might be able to even brute force hack the key and so on, but they got to do that. Sure. And more times than not, that problem is in the implementation. It's not in the cipher itself. Usually, I mean, assuming you're using a proper, you know, cryptographical cipher, like yeah, the implementation that have a, a is hole in it or some kind of exactly a or a small enough key that it can get brute force. You know, twenty fifty six or whatever the big key. Like that's that's not ever going to get brute force. You know, I mean, yeah, I shouldn't say ever. I, sh- brutal, I shouldn't man. say ever. Quantum computing may completely changed the whole it crypto could, game yeah, but yeah definitely for the but most yeah. for most cases that's never going to get it, exactly and assuming your implementation is correct and the the i ran across a, a great article on some freedom press site that said um if the company who who you're getting the service from if they have any way to recover your your data it's not secure there should be in in a true you know 100% bulletproof or 99% <laughs> bulletproof crypto like there should be no recovery you have the key we don't the second they have the key they can then be compelled to give that key up and there goes your privacy completely right so. well cuz we've already seen the national laws are set up to yeah. have it to where they can make that exactly we we're actually the ones that have been signing all of your certs this whole time surprise Right. Well, like, well, it, it, it cracks me up. Like, I guess there was a time where, like, Chrome caught the fact that Iran was trying to, like, you know, fake, you know, a, 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 a you know, a, a, a CA, a trusted CA yeah, yeah. search for all the Iranians. But, you know, isn't that kind of what the NSA has been doing? Kind of. That's pretty much exactly what they've been doing. You know, pot, kettle, this is black over. I yes. mean, come on. Over and out. Hello. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't really, you know, criticize another, you know, I mean, really. You got no leg. Yeah, and to finish this up, uh, it says we know Marlin, uh, Moxie Marlin Spike has been brought on to continue development of secure SMS for CyanogenMod. We're still in need of many of the specifics. 
uh, we have seen, uh, this is again on Android Community, we have seen details stating that it would be a standalone app and that it will be able to encrypt your messages so prying eyes will not be able to see them. Which, I guess, see, I was thinking it was going to be built into the OS. If you're doing a standalone app, why aren't you just using TechSecure? I don't see why you're coding a whole other app, you know. But we'll see what happens with it. Uh, well, sometimes it also comes down to, like, who owns the name TechSecure. Ah, true, like, true, ownership. You know, all that kind of Whisper stuff. Whisper systems. Like, the guy that did Wireshark was the guy that did yeah. the Ethereal, but yeah, they wouldn't yeah. let him have Ethereal. Right, so, yeah. And and it is. I noticed while I was writing this article that it said uh, Whisper Systems, but then the new name is Open Whisper Systems. So like they open sourced everything. You can get all the code uh, on on GitHub. But yeah, I'll, I'll put I'll put that up in the Android uh, community here for us. Uh, Attack of the Androids Google Plus community. Once it's published, you guys can check it out. Uh, let's see what else is exciting going on. We have. The giant Nexus 4 case, hot swappable extra battery. I know Eric was kind of excited for that because of his Nexus 4. I have a Nexus 4 also. 2250 milliamps, 2250 milliamps, $40. That's pretty good considering for my Galaxy Nexus, the 2100 milliamp battery was like 50 bucks. But that's an, that's an extra battery. This is actually a case that has the battery. So, right. That's pretty cool. Yeah, because obviously the deal here is is that uh, the actual Nexus 4 does not have a removable battery. Right, so this isn't necessarily swapping your battery. It's basically like charging it, right? In a, yeah, I would assume that basically it plugs into the charger port on the bottom of the phone, and then it, it, it ties it into the battery so that you have this external battery that you can swap out. Right, right. And then if you pop it out of the case, you could just use the native battery that's in the thing. And you get that extra battery, right? That's pretty cool, because then if you... Because I know, like, for a lot of people, if you can't remove your battery, that might be a deal-breaker. So if you can offer an alternative, then, you know, you kind of remove that from your buying criteria. It does make it bigger. Well, sure. <laughs> you know, that is, that is true. It, definitely. But, you know, I mean, but, you know, more battery life is, is, is kind of... It depends on what you're using it for. Yeah. And who knows, with the new Moto X, uh, we may not need new, uh, more battery life. <laughs> well, and like, I don't know if you've ever gone to the amusement park or something like this. It's like, it is a real bear to keep that phone alive the whole day. Yeah, no, like at DEF CON, it was completely like I went part of the day with my uh, extended battery that's old and then the rest of the night with the, the stock battery that isn't old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been using these kind of things. Is that the Mophie? Oh, the easy, yeah, yeah. Those are yeah, awesome. where you know you just charge this thing up at night, and yeah. then it's got like an extra thing, and you can pop in the. It's good to go. Thank you. My mother just arrived. She is the proud owner of a brand new S3. What her, does she think of it? Her Has very she ever first had a smartphone, smartphone ever. Uh, hold on a sec, and let's ask her. <laughs> Talking to that. Okay, sorry. Hi, uh, this is Marianne. What's Hi. up, mom? This is my mom. Into the mic. Hi. Hi. Put the dog. Oh, I hate dogs. Give me my question. What are you doing? How are How are you, mother? Hi. Good. I brought pizza. I see that. Talk into the mic. I'm talking into the mic. Okay, so this is your very first smartphone ever, and you went with Android. You've been using the the Transformer Prime Android tablet, so you're familiar with Android. I get all your hand me downs. <laughs> okay, okay. What? I said I Sorry. get all your hand-me-downs. Okay, there we go. Can you hear her, Richard? We good? I, I can hear her fine. Okay, perfect. So, you uh, 
figure out how to answer calls, uh, just but not about. text messages, I see, huh? I don't know where my text messages are, and I don't know why it keeps shutting off. Sure. And why it does that little R2-D2 whistle. The beep. Yeah. The sounds. So what does these that mean? are complaints from a normal... Normal user with Normal. their first right. Android well, I, phone. Well, I tell you, the widget that I like the best is the power control widget. Right. Yeah, that's a must. Where you can sit there and control, hey, I want to toggle on the Wi-Fi and have it on or off. I want to make the screen brighter or dimmer. Now, uh, from, from not having any experience from a phone, you went from a feature phone. God, this beep is annoying. It is. Don't play Candy Crush. Um, is it overwhelming? <laughs> Like, were you completely it's, overwhelmed? With yeah, it's like I think that maybe I got more than I, I should have or I needed because it's really big. Right, yeah. It's a large phone for yeah. your little girly hands. That's right. I don't know what you're going to do with this. I, I don't know. But the guy <laughs> told me it, had, it, it was the better one. He told me which two don't even touch. And then he said either this one or the Max or whatever it was. Right, the Razer. Yeah. The Razer Max. This yeah. is the Verizon guy. Yeah, the Verizon of course. guy. But he said this, w- this would be really good for me. This case is terrible. It is? I'm taking it out. That's like 100 bucks. Yeah, you got scammed. Why? They <laughs> told me it was the battery. Yeah, I'm sure they did. It's not? Oh, it is the battery. Yeah, it's an extra battery. Okay. That charges oh, it's the whole... like f- what we were just talking about for the Nexus 4. Yeah, kind of, right? That's, it's two batteries. It's got a battery in the phone and that one, and they charge at the same time. So is the Galaxy S3 also doesn't have a removable battery? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, this it thing does. is all... I don't even know what you did. Really? I and didn't do anything. TouchWiz on the S3 is just ridiculous compared to like a CM or something where it's where it's clean. The Verizon guy set up whatever's in there. He put my email in. There's two batteries, he said. Yeah, that's good. I'm sure he is rock solid reliable. He, he was. He was very sweet. <laughs> so what are your... <laughs> Till I found out he was 28, damn it. <laughs> nice, nice. Of course. Yeah, that's always annoying. <laughs> So what are your uh, what are your complaints? What are you having? I'm questioned. Hard... I don't have complaints. Oh well, let's I see. haven't used enough of it to have a complaint. Oh, I want to know why it keeps shutting off. Because you have it in a stupid case that's rubbing buttons. No, he told me that button on the side it just shuts off. Just turn it on. Okay. But I want it to stay on. So it would just burn up your battery with the screen and oh, I see. bump buttons in your pocket. Oh, okay. okay. All right. So that answers that. That's called that. screen that lock. Yes. Answers that question. Voicemail. Do I have to pay for voicemail? No, you use Google Voice. Okay, I don't but know. But see, how to they do wouldn't that. tell you that. No, I, that's interesting. He didn't say anything about voicemail, but I don't know how to do that. Okay. Okay. And, uh, oh, when I go on voicemail, it says no mobile network or something. When I tried, maybe it was their voice. Because your thing hit all of these buttons. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm Google, Google Voice is really nice. I like it. And you could go in there on your computer and you can tell it whenever Matt calls you to give him this number has been disconnected. Oh, I like that. Because Matthew kept saying, I sent you text messages. I go, oh, I don't yep. know where they you are. Set up, every program has <laughs> notifications. You got to set up notifications for each program. Okay. So what else? Oh, what do I, I want to We're live look here. At, so I want to look at stuff there, but I don't want to get into something that's going to cost me money. So like where it says <laughs> apps. <laughs> what? Where it, Richard, I'll let you take this one. Where it says apps and stuff. Do I, I don't want to hit buttons that are going to cost me money. Right, so the nice thing in the okay in the Google Richard Play actually store, works at Google, so this is great. I'm glad oh, you have this time. All right, <laughs> thank you, Richard. No, you're welcome. I uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, the thing is, is that the apps that cost money always tell you they cost money. Oh, okay. Uh, so if you go to the Play Store, that's probably like the little triangle, rainbow triangle thing, right? 
Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Does the Galaxy S3 have the Play Store? Or does it? Yeah, have there's some a Samsung? Play Store in there. I saw that. Right. So you can go in there and get apps. That they, there's hundreds of thousands of apps available. Uh, and and you can get apps on like you know if you want to do like a calendar or track your you know or or like you know cookbooks, oh. uh, the the Bible if you're in that sort of thing whatever I mean you know so you can uh, you, you you can just get any kind of app for any kind of imaginable thing. But isn't like the calendar already in there? Uh, you know de- definitely Google the, has the a whole calendar. Idea then is like maybe you don't like the UI the user interface of the. You, you know, just the, the stock calendar. So you say, hey, I want to try some other ones. Not if I have just to pay to for it. Which one I like, right? That's right. And there's free apps and then there's paid for apps. So you can. Right. And a lot of the free out. apps have advertising in them. So sometimes it's actually worth paying the dollar or two just to not have that. Right. Yeah. And sometimes the paid apps give you extra functionality. Yeah. And then sometimes they crash your phone. So then you understand. Sure. And steal all of your contacts and information. <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's so you know. Yeah, but you can always talk to Matt. Matt is a good resource. He's in your house. Yeah, so. or and I'll give you Richard's email before Excellent. you leave, and you oh, can. Oh, cool! Thank you, Richard. Richard, Richard, on the email. This eh? is Matt's mom. All right, yeah, no, it's all good. Yeah, no, no problem. So, do you like it though? I mean, you have yeah, it, basically it, connectivity at I your know. fingertips wherever I, you're at. I was in the car like waiting for pizza. Completely and I'm like, texting and driving. Nice, mom. No, no, I was in the car parked at the Mooses. <laughs> right, I know. And I was like, well, I can get on the internet. This is cool. Yeah, right? I don't care it's, how long that pizza takes. It's kind of cool because you've, you've, been, you've I, been waiting. I know because well, now that, I can. Does, does the S3 have Google now? Yes. My friend has the S3 and it does. I just got him using it finally. What's Google now? Uh, I will show you. Okay. Not 10 minutes left on the show, okay. though. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was late. No, that's cool. So, well, that's good. I'm glad you. Uh, I'm glad you're finally with us. I know. I in know. the smartphone generation, and bumped our bill up an extra hundred bucks every month. So there thank you, go. you. All right, you're welcome. All right, see ya. So <laughs> donate to the show, and we appreciate that. Bye, Richard. All right, Bye-bye. let's let's do some app picks, and we will wrap this up because I have Moose's Pizza waiting. It's like I, I can smell it. It's right there. Oh yeah, that's good stuff. You All gotta, right, you gotta so wrap it's, it up. it's just me and you. Uh, what's your app pick? Uh, yeah, so my app pick is a thing called Party Light. Uh, so I was uh, in a dance club in San Francisco on Saturday for my birthday. Nice. And, and uh, yeah, so I was there with uh, some friends of mine. And uh, basically, I, 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 uh, I, I got this light because it was dark in there. Um, so, like, essentially what I was able to discover is that I could do, like, you know, this sort of thing. Which in the dance club is whoa! Like really I'm like totally impacting. tripping. Whoa! Yeah, that's well, awesome. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool, man. That's yeah, whatever. Cool. You got these different patterns you can do. It's very hypnotizing. And of course, when you're in a in a di- in a nightclub in a dance club and it's like all dark in there, then you know this kind of thing actually does have an effect and people notice. Oh, for it sure. <laughs> that's so, cool. So uh, you know, it's like and, oh, and there's even a part of it that will like do different patterns based on the sound. Oh really? So it actually uses the mic and and will go with right. the 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 bass or whatever. Right. So whatever's playing in the club, it'll like make patterns on the phone. That's that pretty cool. Yeah. That that's that's a, so I I you know I know it's a cheesy little you know light app or whatever, but uh, but I thought it was fun and I enjoyed using it. So that light was, that apps was. are awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I use flashlight and that sort of thing also, but but this was just kind of a you know a, a, a topical one since I was in the club, right? Yeah. Right on. All right, and uh, I got an app pick. It's a game because uh, I was killing some time waiting for Allegiant, which I'll just go on record and say worst airline ever. 
It's a good thing. If you ever have connecting flights, like, don't take them because they will be late. Are, are, uh, so late. I, I'm talking to the stewardess, and she's like, oh, yeah, this happens all the time. Whenever I hear someone wondering if they're going to make their connecting flight, I tell them to get a hotel room <laughs> because you're not going <laughs> to. I just and, say no. It's so funny. Yeah, the stewardess, because they're, like, waiting there with a couple extra hours to kill now, all just yapping about it. And me and Kelsey were playing Uno on the Nexus 10, just back and forth with it, just listening to this, like, oh, my goodness. Anyway, yeah, yeah. found a cool game. Uh, it's called Hungry Shark. It is Shark Week, so I figured, hey, why not? It kind of reminds you of, what's that game? Evo? Evo the Dolphin, back, Echo the Dolphin. Echo? Echo. Echo the Dolphin back in the Sega days, I believe. Was that Sega? Sega, yeah. Okay. Sega! But yeah, here's just a quick shot of what the play uh, entry looks like. It is fun. And I, I've only played it for a little bit, but it is so much fun. And you, you steer the shark, and you can binge eat on the beach and jump out, and then you can evolve your shark, which is so much fun. It's like giving it different stuff but anyway it's a cool game uh i hope so if i have to pay to unlock that i will but look at this giant crab you're a shark and you have to battle this deadly giant crab i mean oh wow that's that's awesome that's totally awesome that screenshot is what sold me on this free app secret battle monkeys see yeah (laughs) oh how awesome would that be (laughs) look at and megalodon Rawr, yeah, that's right. I heard the. Uh, there was a there, there was a meme on Google Plus this week where yeah. it had like a picture of a gray white shark and like a diver next to it. Oh right, and it said like here's like a deadly killer animal on Earth responsible for millions of death and a and a great white shark swimming next. Nice, nice. <laughs> I I heard or I was reading on Twitter that um, Discovery Channel they do Shark Week they got in a little bit of heat for some of their documentaries that were just spewing misinformation about sharks or something i don't know i haven't watched it yet but i have it so i'll uh, i'll check it out and report back but anyway it's called hungry shark it's free uh hungry shark evolution it's by uh future games of london so check it megalodon. out yes what megalodon megalodon all right richard thanks for hanging out hosting the rest of the show with me eric had to bail uh, email us, show at attackingtheandroids.com. Leave a message at 406-204-4687. Uh, and we hang out on the Google Plus community uh, every day throughout the week. So check it out there, attackingtheandroids.com. Uh, check out yet another yetanothertextshow.com. We'll be doing that tomorrow evening. Uh, and then point and shoot, smartphone photography hangout Thursday. So, all right. Thanks for listening, guys. And we'll uh, catch you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> It's Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. Attack of the Androids.com.